what is going on everybody welcome back to it it is dog talk with your host holden hope everybody's doing good today i know most everybody should be doing pretty good considering what georgia was able to do to michigan in the college football playoff game round one round one semifinal games in and out this is my covid game doing this one with covid uh unfortunately after spending some time away and coming back with it um but we're gonna do it we're gonna get through it nonetheless had to watch this game uh, in quarantine, which made it not as fun. And the day that I actually found out that I had it was actually uh, was actually the day that we played. So I didn't feel all that good for that game. I'd felt great all week leading up to it. Was really excited for that game for that night, being really hyped up for it, and uh, unfortunately spent it in a bed, which. Isn't, isn't necessarily the way that you want to do that, but it's the way I had to do it nonetheless. Um, luckily, feeling a lot better now. Uh, still, unfortunately, in quarantine for a few more days before I finally get to get out of this, which I'm very much so looking forward to. Um, continue prayers for my wife as she is battling it too. Both of us ended up getting it. Luckily, our son did not. Um, we're hoping that that trend continues, at least for him not getting it. But either way, going to bring some content to you here. Georgia, Michigan, big game, semifinal college football playoff game win or lose winner move on losing go home and georgia gets to move on while michigan is headed home very excited for this matchup was interested to see didn't have a lot of i'll be honest with you i didn't really know how this one was going to shape up i know we talked some last week about the key points to how you win and how you lose this game uh and i still felt pretty confident that georgia would get the job done um, I'll be honest with you, I don't know if I was more nervous of this game than I was the Rose Bowl back in 2017. I think, honestly, I was more nervous of the Rose Bowl, which granted that one we were together with a lot of friends, and what a great game that was. Um, for a little while in that game, most people, I think, kind of counted Georgia out, including a lot of Georgia fans, because when you get down as bad as Georgia did, it's hard to come back from that. And uh, luckily in that one, we did for a thriller. I, I still do not know that that game will ever be beat as far as just one of the true, just one of the true classics that will live on in Georgia history. Uh, the the multi-overtime game in the Rose Bowl against Oklahoma, coming back at the last minute to be able to tie or to yeah tie that one up after trailing so much there before the half, uh, and then what we did in overtime, Sony Michelle running around the outside to score and, and do that, that was huge, huge. And coming into this one, I just really didn't have that same feeling. I didn't have the same feeling of, okay, I'm nervous. Uh, and I think this is something that a lot of Georgia fans are actually dealing with right now. I know some Georgia fans, I'm sure, were nervous. I, I was thinking this would be a little bit more low score, and I didn't think it would be quite as lopsided as it was. Now, I'm glad that it was because in this game, we saw Georgia play football like they have played all season. All season long, Georgia has scored a good number of points and has allowed their opponent to very few. Uh, and with exception to the final touchdown in this game, this was an extremely lopsided game. Uh, that Georgia was on top of the entire time. Never really looked back and never had much issue from the start of this game taking taking charge and, and, and leading into this game with a easy win, really, to be honest with you, because uh, that's, that's really the way that it shaped up in the end, which I was glad for. Um, but I think another thing that Georgia fans right now are kind of juggling is kind of the similar sentiment that Kirby Smart had at the end of this game. 
he did not want a Gatorade bath, and understandably so, because we've got more to look forward to. Whereas at the end of the Rose Bowl, you know, that, that was worthy of a Gatorade bath. I mean, that was a huge game. First time Georgia's been in the playoffs. Win it in that kind of a fashion, uh, that's one that, that you kind of earn. And then you go on to the national championship at that time, which Georgia, again, had not been to in a long time, and had that one, for the most part, I hate to say it, won, and then gave it up. And this is one where I think a lot of Georgia fans, if you have somewhat of a similar feeling than I do at least, you're excited for this. And the fact that you won the semifinal doesn't mean as much to you as in the past it probably would have. Now, am I glad that we won it? Absolutely. Uh, but I think it was more expected that Georgia would win it and be back in this position that we're in now, uh, which is playing for a national championship. But let's get to the breakdown of this game. First and foremost, you guys make sure you follow us on Twitter at DogTalk20. Uh, rate and review the show if you listen on Apple Podcasts. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. That way when we do get videos back up and running, you guys can check out the YouTube channel there. And last but not least, if you guys want to check out the website as well, DogTalkPod.com. Spell the way it's supposed to be, D-A-W-G, TalkPod.com. I would appreciate that. But now, let's get into it. First and foremost, as, as we usually do, we talk a little bit about injury. At the end of this game, the only conversation that came up from Kirby Smart really was Brock Bowers. You know, last week our question coming into it was COVID. You know, having JT Daniels and George picking some of these guys with COVID possibly not going to be able to play. And even right before the game, having guys running fever and things and thinking they're not going to be able to play. Luckily, none of that really none of that really reared its head in this game. Everybody ended up showing up, being able to be a part of the game, and uh, some even getting into this game that we weren't anticipating that possibly happening. Uh, that with an exception to JT Daniels, obviously not getting on the field in this game, which some people, again, are still calling for. But I think at this point it's time to put that to rest. Uh, but at the end of this game, the injury that we were dealing with was Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers in the second half of the game against Michigan actually injured his shoulder went out and Kirby Smart even said uh, that he was ready to get back in. He, he, he was kind of rearing his head to get back in the game. Um, and Kirby and them, they, they just wouldn't let him go back on the field, which is very smart by the coaching staff. Obviously, we know that they've got everything under control and in hand, and we shouldn't question too much of them, even though we do. Um, but Brock Bowers, a little bit of a shoulder injury. Luckily, he's got plenty of time, more than a week this go-around, to be able to rest that shoulder and hopefully take it somewhat easy in practice. Limited limited contact, which I think they actually said that he had prior to this game, uh, which I think will continue this week. Limited contact throughout the week preparing for Alabama. Uh, and then, obviously, when the game time comes, you know, it is what it is. You're going to get hit. Uh, but he is a very, very, very large aspect. What's the word I'm looking for? Not aspect. I'm losing losing what I'm trying to think or what I'm thinking of saying here. But asset, that's the word I'm looking for. Great asset to the game and definitely need him in the game. He has made a huge difference in games. He is almost close to a 1,000 yard. Will be our first 1,000 yard receiver since what? I, I don't even remember now. Looking back, Terrence Edward, could it go that far back? Um, I mean, it's time to get another receiver in there and the crazy thing is he's a tight end he's not even a receiver he's a tight end and is doing this he is i think like 151 yards 149 something like that yards shy of reaching that and uh he actually didn't end up leading the leading the charge in this one but still put up a lot of yards did a good job there but he is the main injury right now that we're somewhat concerned about with that shoulder uh, but again limited 
limited contact in practice for the week to come preparing for the Alabama game. So that's good. So that's that's the biggest injury front that I've read so far. I know beforehand we also talked a little bit about Lab McCocky. He came into the game and was able to play against Michigan. So hoping that everything's good with him. George Pickens, he looked 100% again, didn't he? Uh, I'm sure you guys have seen the video that actually came out of him on the sideline or him close to the sideline on the field shushing the Michigan sideline. Then he takes a guy out and shushes him again, which was awesome to see. Obviously, he's, he's backing in full force with that again I don't I'm not saying he's 100% but he looked pretty 100% there as far as the strength that he had to to kind of throw that defender down so hoping we can get him some more touches you know he's been very quiet throughout the season obviously and and even late here he's made a couple of catches made one big one against Alabama for a lot of yardage we're hoping that he will be able to be a little bit more of a standout coming up into the game for the national championship another guy who showed up in a big way that was uh Jermaine Burton, you know, we hadn't seen or heard from Jermaine Burton in a good little while, and he has a huge, huge catch down the sideline for a touchdown. Uh, that was a 57-yarder. It was actually his only catch of the night, and it was a touchdown on a 57-yarder down the right sideline uh, where he and Stetson Bennett connected for a big touchdown there. But in the end, James Cook actually ends up being the top dog uh, in the in the receiving category. He had himself a very good night as far as that goes with a touchdown through the air. Also had uh, – about 32 yards on the ground, not the most, but his his catches that he had as a wideout, even being spread out wide, they were huge, huge plays. 53 was the long there for the touchdown, um, but ends up with 112 yards at the end of the night. But as far as the injury front, that's that's where that goes. That's that's kind of I know jumping all over the place as far as injury goes and jumping into the game, but let's do that now. Let's jump into the game and start it off. Our keys to winning this game, last week that we talked about, offensively, we cannot have quarterback mistakes. Quarterback cannot make mistakes. And did he? He went 20 for 30, 313 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. No mistakes. No mistakes. Georgia did not turn the ball over at all in this game, which was very important. Very important in this one. The next thing that we had to make sure that we did offensively is convert third downs. We need to be efficient in converting third downs offensively. And what did we do? We went 10 for 16 in this one. 10 for 16. So better than 50%, which is where you want to be when you're playing in a game like this. Like I said, I would like to be plus 50% in the third down range as far as offense goes to feel good about it. But then you also want to hold the team that you're playing to less than 50%. Uh, and I think you have a pretty good chance of winning games. I'm, I'm, again, that's not 100%. That's not foolproof. I'm sure there are plenty of games where that number uh, has been completely lopsided and the team has still won. That's obvious. That's, that's things that can happen. But that was the kind of things offensively that I was hoping would happen. No quarterback mistakes? Check. Convert third downs? Check. 10 for 16? I feel pretty good about that. And how everything looked offensively for the dogs. Stetson Bennett, I just gave you a stat line, 20 for 30, 313 yards, three touchdowns, averaging 10.4 yards a pass in this one. Check this, our completion, check this out. The fun one, you guys watched it, a little bit of trickeration that Georgia did. I don't think I've seen Georgia really run a trick play in a long time. Uh, I, I know we can think back to a couple of years ago trying it with uh, Jake Fromm and, and having Justin Fields on the field. That one didn't work out too good. Oddly enough, I think that was fourth quarter against Alabama as well. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong about that. But before that, you go to the flea flicker starting against Michigan or Mississippi State back that 2017 season. So there are a couple of games that I can't remember some of that, but it's it's been a while since Georgia's really ran like a true trick play like they did with Kenny McIntosh uh, connecting with uh, 
man, I'm blanking right now. A.D. Mitchell, wasn't it? Yeah, connecting with A.D. Mitchell for a touchdown pass in the end zone there. That was kind of cool to see. Looked like Kenny McIntosh was going to run around the edge, completely fool the defense. A.D. Mitchell wide open in the end zone for a touchdown. He has a 100% completion ration right now. One for one, 18 yards with a touchdown. So offensively, Georgia ends up 331 yards through the air, 21 for 31, four touchdowns through the air for Georgia. How about that? Worked out pretty good there. Again, very efficient on third downs. Was proud of that. Uh, was excited to see a lot of guys get touches. I mean, between the guys who were getting catches, James Cook gets a touchdown. Jermaine Burton gets a touchdown. Brock Bowers obviously led the charge, starting things off in this game with a touchdown on a 35-yarder down the left side. The crazy thing was, here was the big ones, the long, the James Cook touchdown of 53 yards, the Jermaine Burton touchdown of 57 yards, the Brock Bowers touchdown of 35 yards. You even had the A.D. Mitchell with an 18-yard touchdown there. Kenny Mack, he even had a big 18-yard. So some, some pretty explosive plays in this game offensively through the air, which I was glad to see. James Cook, like I said, he ends up leading the charge through the air. Four receptions, 112 yards, and a touchdown. Jermaine Burton behind him with that one sole touch of 57 yards for a touchdown. Brock Bowers, five for 55 yards with a touchdown. A.D. Mitchell, two touches, 34 yards with a touchdown. Then Kenny Mack, three for 32. Ladd, two for 14. And Zeus, two for 10. Then George did get one touch on the night for nine yards. And Kiaris Jackson also got a catch as well for eight yards on one pass. Now, on the ground, we still ran the ball for 190 yards on the ground. So we were still very efficient. Very efficient on the ground with the way that we were able to do things. Averaging 5.4 yards. I think that number's been a little higher, up in the 6.5 to closer to 7-yard range, which is where you'd like to be, but still rushing for almost 200 yards. Not bad, and this was Zeus. Uh, the weird thing is we didn't get a single touchdown on the ground. All of our touchdowns came through the air, all four of them. Uh, but Zeus ran the ball 12 times, 54 yards. Dejon Edwards, four times, 38 yards. Stetson, three times for 32 yards. And then James Cook, six for 32. Kendall Milton, also seven for 21. Ladd with the end around for eight yards, and then Kenny Mack, two touches, five yards. So had a couple of good ones, a couple of explosives as well there. Zeus, his longest was only 10, but Dijon did have that 31-yarder there in the fourth quarter late. Stetson did have the big 20-yarder, and James Cook also with the 21-yarder. So a couple of explosive runs there uh, as well. But offensively, Georgia did the things that you need to do to be successful, especially through the air. Like we said, starting this show off, if you're curious or if you – Weren't really sure how to feel as far as Stetson Bennett goes. I think it's time to kind of close that down. Um, so let's just let's just give credit to him. The guy's doing all he can uh, to win a game. He doesn't hear any of our noise anyway. I saw where I think it was uh, Nolan Smith may have said it. Hey, he's got a flip phone. He's not really worried about what's going on in the outside world or what's going on on social media. Hey, that's probably a good thing. That's probably the reason that he has a flip phone is to not worry about all the say-so here and there. Um but, hey, I'm buying into him. We might as well all buy into him because that's what we got. That's what we got in our hand, uh, and I don't think that's changing anytime soon. And I, I've finally started to get on that train of I do believe that, hey, if we can win, if we, I think we can win it with him. I really do. I think he's got to have a perfect game. He has to have the same game plan just like we said last week against Michigan. You cannot make mistakes, and you have to convert on third down. And if you can do that against Alabama and your defense can do what we're about to talk about in, in a minute against Michigan – you win the game. You will win the game. And I feel very confident in that. And Georgia played th – this is the other thing. This is the other conversation to have. When Georgia played Alabama in the SEC championship game, and we're going to get to the preview pod later this week. I'm going to put out another one later this week for the preview episode. But when Georgia played Alabama, 
Georgia played the worst football Georgia had played all year long. All year long. Alabama played the best football Alabama has played all year long. Alabama had not been playing all that consistently and all that good up until that game, and they played very well in that game. Just a week prior to the SEC championship game, Alabama struggled mightily with with Auburn. Took four overtimes to beat them. Took a last-second score to even force the overtime. Not really last second. They had a little time on the clock, but it was a fourth overtime two-point conversion to win the game against Auburn. And again, I know you can't really make those comparisons, but still we somewhat make them because Georgia has been so consistent all year. And then to show up as short as Georgia did in that SEC championship game, it was just really strange. So that's one thing. That's one thing to think of uh, as we look at it. Now we look at this game. Georgia finally back to that consistency. Georgia at one point was up in this game 34-3 to before with like four and a half minutes to go. And Georgia's backups, by the way, semifinal college football playoff game, Georgia's backups are in on defense. Now, Georgia still prides themselves not letting somebody score, even with the backups in. And one guy just got beat on the side, and Michigan scored. Went for two, made it instead of 34-10, to made it 34-11. to Really strange there. Some people think that old Harbaugh Armada had the – over in this game because I think it was at like 44 and a half and you get 34 and 11 look at there you're looking at 45 so something to think about there um there's also speculation today that has come out that he may be headed back to the NFL maybe we'll see uh so that's something to think about Georgia back to the consistency they've got to keep that moving into next week other thing is just thinking of the Alabama and Cincinnati game Alabama didn't necessarily pull away from Cincinnati very easily uh, and they didn't score nearly as much as you might have thought they would against Cincinnati. We'll kind of break down some of that after we finish breaking down the Georgia game, but let's get to the defensive side. Some of the things that we said that Georgia's defense has to do in this game to be successful against Michigan, and this is it. Affect the quarterback in the pass game. How do we do on that? Michigan was going back and forth between two quarterbacks in the game. Now, they both combined for 237 yards, only one touchdown, but they made two interceptions, so... That's affecting the quarterback in the pass game right there. Two interceptions, making a, making a guy throw two picks in the game. J.J. McCarthy, 7 for 17, 131 yards with a touchdown, no picks. Cade McNamara got him out. He was the starter, 11 for 19, 106 yards, no touchdowns, but two interceptions. So we affected the quarterback very well there. And then you look at this. Look at the sack numbers here. Much better. We end up two tackles for loss in the game. I thought we had a couple of sacks in this game, but for whatever reason the stat is not putting it up in this. Had a couple of tackles for loss, but we were beating the quarterback all night long. There were multiple times that Georgia was laying on the quarterback all night long. Actually, yeah, four sacks. Here we go. I got my right number pulled up. Four sacks, seven tackles for loss in this game. Four sacks, seven ta tackles for loss. That's affecting the quarterback. Last or A couple of weeks ago, we play Alabama. We don't get a single sack in the game, and this one we put four down. Now, again, it's, it, it, to me, it's a good bit different competition, but you still have to do the things that we talked about. Get off the field on third downs. What do we talk about there? Eight for 15 is what Michigan had. So that's less than 60 or that's less than 50% as well, right? I guess it's just a hair over technically. A little bit better than 50%, but still eight for 15, that's that's – that's, I'll, I'll live with that as opposed to 10 for 16 for Georgia's offense. So I felt pretty good about that. We did pretty good at getting off the field on third down. Needed to do a little bit better, but some of that also becomes is also because of the fourth quarter. Starting to put backups in and letting things ease. Now locking down on the secondary again. We did this pretty effectively. If we look back at some of the play-by-play -play here, the biggest passes here, 25-yarder, to one guy that's pretty explosive 43 42 and 35 one of those again was the big touchdown at the end of the game uh, that allowed 
Michigan to score in this game. That one, uh, that was the 35-yarder. So most of these are not very explosive. There were, again, a couple of explosive plays, but through the air, not as much. Not as much through the air because, again, some of this you were getting it, and then a couple of guys ran for a lot of yards afterwards. So not all of it I'm going to consider 100% explosive through the air where we were getting into the secondary. Now the touchdown at the end of the game, that was. But, again, that's that's beating on the backups. So secondary looked much better, much more improved uh, in this game, which I was glad to see because it did not look good at all. In that Alabama game, we were exposed in many ways. But another difference in this is Michigan plays much closer together than Alabama does. Alabama stretches the defense a lot, which makes it a good bit more difficult on our defense. Luckily, again, Michigan kind of matched up a little bit better for us in this aspect. So some of that we're going to take the get off the field on third down. I'll, I'll say it like this. Affect the quarterback pass game, check. Get off the field third down, we're going to do a push on that one, lockdown secondary pretty good on this one much better than it was so i give it like a b minus at this point i know that's not necessarily the greatest grade but you know even when your secondary or even when your second string third string is in you still have to lock down in games uh, because four and a half minutes left you know doesn't seem like a lot of time and for the most part it's not when you only have three points and you're down by what is it at the point at the time 31 so you're down by a few scores uh, but it doesn't take much for a team to come back you know you get an onside kick there you score all of a sudden you're looking at maybe what 18 19 34 and then another touchdown and this game is much closer uh again it takes a lot for that to happen but it has happened you know most of the time when i see that it's in a high school game not a not a college game and not against one of the best defenses in the country in georgia so something to think about there but georgia's defense looked really good in this game nolan smith leads it eight tackles five of them solo one sack and a tackle for loss nicobe dean right behind him seven tackles five solos one sack and two tackles for a loss another guy deandre and kendrick hey have yourself a night two picks on the night for darian uh lewis seen four solo tackles and you had robert bill he also had a sack in this game dan jackson four tackles jalen carter three tackles trayvon walker with two tackles and a sack in this one uh, Jordan Davis had a tackle for loss with two tackles on the night. Uh, so guys looked really good. And N'Kobe Dean was flying all over the field. It was really glad to see him playing as well as he was. Uh, defensive player of the game does end up being De'Arian Kendrick. And then you get offensive player of the game actually was uh, Stetson Bennett. So proud to see those guys get those rewards as far as like the MVPs in this game. Hot Pod looked okay. I think he went, what, one for two in this one? Uh, let's see, two for three, excuse me. I knew he missed one, um, but hey, we're still hitting when we need to. It would have been nice to get that extra one in there too, just to be a little bit more confident moving forward into this national championship game. Jake Camarda uh, with the two punts on the night, 91 yards, looked good in them as well. So offensively, defensively, I mean, we did our job. We did exactly what we're supposed to do. For I was glad to see that sack margin go way up uh, in this game, and I had a feeling that that would happen, but Look much more, much, much more like Georgia in this one again with like four and a half minutes to go. Georgia's up 34 to three, which is what you want to see uh, coming into this game as we take down Michigan. In the end, 34 to 11. My prediction on it was 37 to 24. Didn't come quite as close on this one. Uh, came pretty close to ours, but I guess I just doubted the defense. I guess after seeing the way we played in the SEC championship game, I doubted them. A little bit more than I should have, uh, and they proved the reason they are one of the best defenses in the country. I was glad to see them hold them to a li uh, very few points. I hated to see that touchdown at the end, but um, I mean, again, you you're winning a game 34 to 11 in the in the college football playoffs. I'll take it. I'll take that for sure. So proud of the dogs. 
Glad to be headed back to the national championship for the second time in four years. Uh, so anybody that's curious about how good Kirby Smart has been doing with the dogs, hey, if you can get to two national championships in a span of four years when I hadn't seen Georgia in a national championship in my lifetime, I think I think we're going to be okay with that. Uh, so if anybody's crying for Kirby to, to skedaddle or anything, we've got bigger issues. Um, and now it's also time to give up uh, – the Stetson Bennett conversation of who should it be. You know, if you got a guy who's playing in a college football game, college football playoff game, and he's throwing for over 300 yards, three touchdowns, and not making a mistake in this one, it's time to give it up. Now, I get it. I get I get the conversation that's going to be, yeah, but every time we play Alabama, it's not the same. Every time we played them, okay, let's, let's put, let me put it to you this way. First half against Alabama when we played a couple of years ago, Georgia had the lead first half. Stetson Middle was quarterback. Gets hurt, things go a little downhill from there. First half against Alabama in this SEC championship game. Georgia was not leading, but without a couple of mistakes in there, Georgia looks a lot better. Now, the worst mistake obviously came in the second half, and that can't happen, but you cannot put the fact that Alabama scored over 40 points on Georgia on Stetson Bennett because he did his job as far as offensively goes. Now, he made mistakes again. You got to you got to clean that up. We all get that. We all understand that, and that's what he's got to work forward to. But if you think he's not trying to work forward to that, you need to think again because obviously, clearly, he is. So, the other one that I want to look at now, I'm not really worried about the other bowl games at the moment. There there are a couple of obviously New Year's bowl games that were that were good, but I do want to look somewhat at this other college football playoff game with, between Cincinnati and Alabama. Obviously, considering that the fact that this is who we're going to be playing in the national championship, and it is the rematch of Alabama and, Alabama and Georgia, which I'm really looking forward to. I was looking forward to it since the SEC championship game, was hoping that this chance would come. And I know some Alabama fans are already saying, oh, they're calling it a rematch. And I even have a buddy of mine who said, oh, yeah, we'll give it to you. And I told him, I said, I don't want you to give me anything. I want us to earn it. I don't want to. I don't want this to be. A, oh yeah, here you go. Well, we won earlier. Y'all can have it now when it matters. I don't want any of that. So uh, that's one thing to think about. But I was a little irritated with that. Bryce Young, have yourself another night. Did not look as good in this game. Didn't look as good. Cincinnati. I will give credit here to Cincinnati because Cincinnati was able to get in the backfield more than Georgia was able to. Cincinnati got two sacks on the night, six tackles for loss. Uh, in this game. They affected Bryce Young. He only went 17 for 28, 181 yards, three touchdowns. Still did good, but one interception. Let's look back to that Georgia game playing Alabama. Georgia didn't put up as much. Now, you look at, if a game like this where Cincinnati can hold Alabama to 27, if Cincinnati's defense can affect Bryce Young enough where he's throwing an interception and three touchdowns, 181 yards, and you don't think Georgia can do that? This is where I think Alabama somewhat played inconsistently again, with exception to Brian Robinson, who rushed the ball for over 204 yards. All of Georgia, all of Alabama, excuse me, his yardage came on the ground, 301 yards on the ground. It's another strange stat here, though, none of their touchdowns were on the ground. Even though 301 yards came on the ground, they didn't score on the ground. All three of them came from Bryce Young through the air, only 181 yards. And his top guy was not Jamison Williams. It was DeCorey Brooks, 66 yards and a touchdown. Jameson Williams did have 62 yards, no touchdowns. Slay Bolden also had a touchdown in this one as well as uh, Cameron Latu, which you guys may or may not care, but again, all their touchdowns came through the air. Uh, and Georgia's not going to let a team run 301 yards on them. Just not going to happen. Now, they, I, know, 
I know last time we played, it was much closer. You know, you had Trey Sanders also putting in yardage there for him as well. He put in 67 yards, which he had to carry the heaviest load against Georgia. Um, Brian Robinson, the fact that he was able to run for 200 yards in this one, that's a good thing for Alabama. Alabama will be without, like we talked about, obviously John Mechie going down in that SEC championship game. That that makes you have to use and find other wide receivers to catch the ball. Alabama was able to do that against Cincinnati, but only putting up 27 points. So if Georgia's defense can play the way that they, do, they did all season and against Michigan in this game, and Alabama plays the way they did against Cincinnati and all season, minus the SEC championship game, Georgia stands a really good chance to win that game. I'm going to do something completely different, which we're going to talk about later in the uh, preview episode for the national championship. But for now, we'll pretty much wrap things up. Like I said, I'll check in with you guys later this week, and we'll do the preview for the national championship. Looking forward to it. Go dogs.